Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 555. Bandwidth for July has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. Cashfly delivers all of our content here at 555, and they really are the best. Check them out at cashfly.com, C-A-C-H-E, fly, and let them know you heard about them on 555. My guest this week is Robert Palmer. No, not that Robert Palmer. That would be difficult because that one's deceased. Um, this is Robert Palmer, who formerly wrote for the unofficial Apple weblog. He runs a company called Honest Code, where he does web development and has been for years. He's also the brains behind something called Pegged, uh, which which we'll talk about in a sec. But anyway, hi, Robert. Hey, Brett. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing real well. I'm sober. I mean, I'm not drinking <laughs> this week. That's good. Well, it's, you know, you got you to gotta take some time off from time to time, I guess. Right. I took time off for the podcast. Oh, okay. That's no, good. No. Actually, I haven't, I've been drinking for a while now. I lost yeah, interest. My, my wife and I have been doing, trying to do that since uh, that was our New Year's resolution. So, but, uh, to drink less there. or drink none? To drink less. Okay. I don't think I could get by with none. I did for seven years. Wow. That's seven, that's impressive. I, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do that. What you have to do is demonize alcohol. Oh, okay. And and it makes uh, social situations <laughs> very difficult. You're not going to like my three things then. So, <laughs> oh, dude, I am the biggest fan of alcohol, but I have learned um, moderation. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything in moderation is is better for you than excess. So. It, it wasn't alcohol that made me give up alcohol. It was other things that made me give up everything. Got Does it. that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And now that all those other things I, I have decided never to touch again, alcohol That's, is working out. Yeah, good, good. I like that. Me too. Anyway, that, that was random. That, that was entirely unusable and should probably be cut. Nope. I'm, okay. Nope. This is all. all. Right. We're rolling. We're rolling. Cool. Um, so tell me, you, you, you run, you are basically honest code. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause when I'm in conversations with customers on the phone, I'll like start a sentence with like, we hear it honest code. Do you think, and then I'll catch myself and I say, it's not we, it's me. It's me <laughs> and my tapeworm. It's me and two cats. I don't know. You know, um, it's, uh, it is just me and, and I'm, I'm what they call and what the kids call these days, a full stack web developer, you know, starting with, you know, design and planning on the very front end and, and, you know, database design and support and all kinds of, uh, heavy programming on the back end too. Um, and everything in between it's graphic design, web development, um, responsive design, all that good stuff. We do. I do. <laughs> I, we do. Uh, I, I would like to, uh, flatter you for a moment and say that I think your designs, especially, I, I don't know the back end of your website well enough to compliment you on it, but your front That's end, okay. it's and, just WordPress, and even your your um your print design, I have always loved. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's very very much. clean. Very nice. Thanks. Yeah. Um. So, uh, jumping jumping to the side for a second, mm-hmm. uh, pegged. Yes. Was kind of a I don't know if it was a pet project or if it was something you thought was going to be commercial. It was. It was never something that I thought was going to be commercial. It was, as I'm sure you've experienced with things that you've developed. It was. I was scratching my own itch just a little bit. 
um, and realized I could offer kind of this as a service just to see if I could <laughs> almost. It was I was in a situation where I was filing a bug report and I needed to have a page somewhere that had, you know, all the steps I followed and some screenshots and stuff like that. And I realized that what I was doing was I was like, okay, I'm just going to put this together in HTML real quick and put it on my server and send them the link to it. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was a place you could go on the internet and just start typing and basically hit a big save button and get a unique URL for that, just that page, you know, with everything in it. Uh, that you could send to someone for whatever reason, for bug reports, for school projects, for um, uh, practically anything. And, and the URL would be small enough or short enough, rather, to, to fit into like a tweet or a text or something. So um, that's what I had this domain, pg.gd, pegged, which is a terrible name. It's awful. I don't even know why I had it, but it was short. And it seemed like uh, it would be a good place to put this sort of product. And so I, uh, I built just a really simple proof of concept thing uh, and gradually kind of iterated it, but not too much. Uh, it's more or less the same product that it was when I launched it. It just has uh, a slightly different front end now. Um, um, but it's... To, uh, mm-hmm. to your credit, um, this, was, this was in a day when pegged the only mm-hmm. the only com- connotation that I knew of was uh, being being caught uh, buying or selling drugs. Oh, okay, yeah, that was. I mean, all of the connotations of pegged, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but all of them are pretty negative. There are. There <laughs> well, I was going to no, say it's gotten me. it's gotten worse recently, but you have you have yeah. the distinction of having bought the domain before a lot of you know Prior the kids started using the word. Usually, when I explain it to people, I say it's like Simon Peg. You know, and that gives it the positive connotation, you know, and so that's that's the only way I can spin it, really. But also, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it has nothing at all to do with what it does. It's Simon true. Peg doesn't make sense. Oh, he like doesn't? Of, well, none of this He's makes sense. English. Oh, okay. British. Um, oh, well, it's yeah, close. Okay, so, so if I'm not mistaken, this was one of the first services of its kind. Pastebin had been around. Pastebin was around, but it was, I mean, it was for developers. I mean, the, the, the pasting, the formatting was, uh, you know, um, fixed width font that was meant for code, you know, right. and it's, it's great for that. But if you were the, the example that I kept telling myself is that if you were, you know, a student and you needed to turn in a project and you didn't have word and you were using like the computer lab computers, if they still even have those. I'm old. Um, and you wanted a way to go back and edit it in different places, you know, and then just send your professor the URL when you're done, provided he or she accepts those sorts of things, uh, then you could do that. And it would be pretty easy and quick, and it would, uh, you know, save your typing as you go. So if the browser crashes, you don't lose all your work, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Little little bits and pieces to try and, and make it easier for you to type something really quickly if you need to and put it somewhere kind of permanent. Not like heat death of the universe kind of permanent, but at least permanent enough to, to, you know, for the next couple of years, it'll be there probably, hopefully. So, yeah, I went back to my alma mater recently mm-hmm. and they had turned what was the computer lab into a lounge. There, There is no computer lab at my school anymore. See, that's and I've heard this before that computer labs, if they do have them, have... 10, 15-year-old computers in them that nobody wants to use anyway. 
Yeah, they're, at least the schools around where, well, at least where I used to go to school, which I'm not going to mention because that would be mean, but they, um, uh, you know, they, they don't have the budgets here in California, at least to, um, to routinely upgrade those sorts of things. Yeah. I, um, I, I feel like the computer labs now are like, uh, kind of a charity program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And charity programs don't donated. get Yeah, they don't get a lot of attention usually. Yeah. Um so Pegged uses Markdown. It was it also does. one of the first online services that was actively using Markdown. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, like I incorporated Pegged into into my um NV Alt fork mm-hmm. because I just I loved the concept, probably in the same way that you love the concept. And I felt like it really should have gotten more adoption, but now those services are kind of dime a dozen. There are a lot of them. And in some ways, I'm kind of glad that it's not too popular because, you know, with all of the stuff with the NSA recently, it's like, do I really want to be responsible for somebody's really crazy content on my site? Eh, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, uh, there are, I know, understand, you know, that there are, you know, I don't own any of the content that's on the site and I disclaim that I own it, you know, um, uh, in the footer of every page. But, you know, trying to explain that to uh, somebody who's trying to seize a server, you yeah. know, uh, yes. is difficult to do, especially when the server isn't, you know, in my house, you know, or where I am right then. And so, especially when the courts are not always in your favor anyway. That's true, too. You know, so it's, you know, for for sending recipes to your aunt and, and driving directions and stuff like that, I am more than happy to do that sort of thing. <laughs> in a way, I'm kind of glad that I don't have to every day deal with, like, the sort of ethical dilemmas that Pastebin has to do when Anonymous, like, dumps credit card numbers into their, yeah. you know, into one of their pages. And it's just like, oh, what do we do now? Well, that I and. I didn't want to do this on a Saturday. Jeez. And support. Like I've found mm-hmm. even with projects that make a little money, if mm-hmm. they don't make enough money for me to do them full time, they're right. still a hassle. Like you can talk about right. monetizing things, but unless it's paying right. the bills, it's not monetized. Absolutely. I think um, to date, the Google ads on Pegged, I have earned, I think, about $38. Wow. So we're rolling in it over here. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and that's uh, a lot of my open source projects have that story. It's uh, sure. It's I, I'm familiar with the concept, but you mm-hmm. made you know you made a service available. You didn't just hand out an app and tell people to run with it. So I guess that's true. Yeah, you, you have a polished solution. Anyway, uh, so so you've got honest code and you've got pegged. You up to anything else? Um, no, it's just uh, it's um, in all honesty, I'm trying to to work less as a matter of fact, you know, trying to, um, wrap up some projects that have been kind of lingering on for the last couple of months. And if there's any clients that are listening, those are not your projects. Um, (laughs) the, uh, um, and maybe freeing up some time to take on one or two big customers toward the end of the year. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's, um, we just, we went to the County fair last weekend. That was nice. Um, stuff like that there. So, Okay. Now we're going to jump sideways again. Mm-hmm. You had um, an event happen recently, uh, mm-hmm. relatively recently, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, um, that had a, a major effect on your life. And uh, I'm really I'm amazed that you're doing what you're doing now, given 
the severity of what happened. So why don't why don't you give us a rundown of that story? Sure. Um, yeah, about a year and a month ago, so 13 months ago, on June 6th, 2012, uh, I had a uh, stroke. I, uh, my wife rushed me to the hospital because I had uh, some bleeding in um, what's called your ver- vertebral artery, which is the artery, one of two arteries that runs up the back of your neck. It kind of runs through your bone structure in your neck. And because I had slept on my neck funny, for whatever reason, and earlier uh, a month before, or a couple of weeks before, I had kind of landed badly on my shoulder when I was playing in my wife's recreational softball league, um, it, uh, it tore during the night. And so I woke up with a really terrible headache, and um, I just thought I had a, woke up with a headache, you know. As you, I've woken up with headaches before, and, and I didn't think this was really any different, so, you know, I took to a leave and, and tried to get on with my day. But um, as I, you know, was walking around and stuff like that, I was having trouble walking. Uh, I was having trouble seeing. I was uh, the, the one that finally um, clued me in that something was really wrong was I started having trouble swallowing. When you, when you can't swallow, that's when your brain kind of goes, okay, I think something funky is going on here, you know. And so um, uh, I uh, texted my wife and she came home and, uh, and out of an abundance of caution and I was like, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. I'll be fine in typical male fashion. Oh, don't worry about it. It'll go away by itself. Um, and she uh, she basically bodily carried me into the car uh, and took me to the hospital where, um, uh, thankfully, uh, the neurologist uh, in North County, San Diego, was at the hospital that day in the ER and um, found out that, uh, yeah, I had a stroke. And so uh, after that, I was in the hospital um, in various levels of recovery uh, for about 15 days um, and uh, all the while, um, as a freelancer, you know, I had to explain to my customers somehow that, yeah, I'm probably not going to be answering the phone or, you know, <laughs> answering your emails, uh, for a little bit because, uh, I can't type my eyeballs. Um, when I had the stroke, my eyeballs uh, lost their ability to, um, focus and track. And so my eyeballs were just kind of bouncing around in my head. And, um, and so uh, using a computer or trying to type or trying to read even was, um, was not going to happen. And so it took, took, um, about a month before I was able to, to actually get back to, um, using the computer again. Um, but, uh, in the meantime though, it was, um, it was the first night was the worst because it was like, just like you said earlier, it was like, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from this. And so you, you kind of have to have the talk with yourself just a little bit about like, well, what are you going to do now? You know, if you can't go back to work, what are you going to do? But thankfully, I was able to go back to work. And so that's, um, that's kind of what happened. And uh, it, was, uh, it was scary a little bit. But uh, a lot of people sometimes they say, wow, I'm really sorry that happened to you. And it's like, I'm not really sorry it happened to me. In a way, it was, it was interesting. It was fascinating to watch it happen on the inside, I guess, from the inside looking out. But I think I'm happy with it not ever happening again. I think once is enough. See, I, I don't, I, my concern is that if it happened to you because you slept funny on your neck, mm-hmm. and from what I, what I know of you, you're, you're approximately uh, 47% uh, healthier than I am. And if you, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If you 
you know, just slept funny and ended up with, you know, months of recovery, then what am I going to end up doing? And I actually have that talk with myself regularly, right? Uh, probably, probably by daily, you know, what am mm-hmm. I going to do when I finally can't sustain what I'm doing anymore? Right. I had and plans. It's, it's, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to tell this story, but you know, when you're in the hospital and all the doctors are, and, and the nurses and your physical therapist are all standing around chatting, you know, and they're all like, oh yeah, no, this guy, oh, he slept on his neck. Funny. That's nothing. This girl came in, she sneezed real hard once and she got one of these vertebral <laughs> artery dissections. And it was just like, oh, I don't need to be hearing this right now. But to, I mean, in all fairness, the vast majority in, in young people come from traumatic injury, like from car accidents or, you know, more, more sporting type injuries like football. Like if they play, if you're playing football or something like that, or, you know, doing something really physical. Um, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best story to hear at that time, actually, because I was like, oh, good. Well, next time I, I'm never sneezing again. A, first of all, not going to do that anymore. Um, but yeah, it was, um, uh, it was kind of a, a, a freak thing, but you know, it's your, the back of your neck, not to get too like clinical, but the back of your neck is pretty, it, it's kind of a fragile place. And of all the things that I wish, you know, if, if there is a God and he actually designed the human be- human body, the next time he does that, if he makes the neck just a little bit more, you know, resilient to injury, that would be cool. Or just put uh, our face on our chest so there's no need yeah. for it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, just don't have a head. Yeah. Just make it just just the more compact you can make us, the better we are, I think. Yeah. yeah. And really That's if good. you could if you could integrate the lungs and the brain so that the oxygen mm-hmm. just flowed straight to the brain and then, you know, have a right. face coming Yeah. Oh, that could actually be really a combination of horrifying out. and and technically uh very efficient. I have huh. the mental image of the people from the movie Wally who are on that ship. Yes, I was trying to figure like out what. Yes, drinks. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, where you're just you're just kind of this amorphous sort of blob person now. So anyway, anyway, anyway. back to the topic. How, how did how did this freak accident that could have killed you? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that affect the way you thought about things like working and uh, living? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it it really put a lot of things into focus as these sorts of events do. I mean, I'm I am not unique in this. You know, when these sorts of events happen, you you have an opportunity to kind of reevaluate the priorities in your life. Um, and certainly, sitting in a hospital bed with with be, you can't read, you can't do anything, so all you have to do is uh, uh, contemplate your own mortality. Um, but the uh, the thing is, is that I realized that. Um, you know, I am ultimately the one in charge of the work that I do and the kind of work that I do and the people that I work with. And that, you know, a lot of freelancers, at least the, a lot of freelancers that write, uh, tend to write about how, oh, you know, gosh, dealing with clients is terrible. And, and, oh, we don't, you know, how do we, you know, they write about all how to get out of sticky situations with clients, how to, you know, um, deal with unpleasant clients and stuff like that. And I realized that the thing that I want to do moving forward at a year ago um, is only work with people I like working with, you know, because that's what makes work fun. And that's what makes work not really work. It's just, 
doing what you love for people that you enjoy working with is a lot better than doing what you love for people who don't value at all what you do. So that was definitely the first thing uh, that, that I wanted to do. And, and so um, a lot of that has uh, thankfully happened. And again, if customers are listening, I'm not talking about you. I am definitely not talking about you. Um, but it's um, the, the customers that I do have. I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the after I got out of the hospital or actually, no, I take that back. Just before I had the stroke, I signed a new customer um, and I had done about a month's work of a month's worth of work for them. Um, and we were getting along really well and I had the stroke and, and they, um, stuck with me and they were super nice. Uh, they, they sent flowers, you know, which is like for a lot of what you read online about freelancing, you don't think, you know, a customer is going to send you flowers, but you must've been doing good work. I guess so. Um, but, uh, they stuck with me and, uh, while I was recovering, in fact, they actually uh, signed me onto a retainer contract, which made things a lot easier having a, a retainer, having a, um, a check of a particular size coming in with regularity was, uh, very helpful at that point in my life. And so, um, it, uh, it really just, um, it means at, you know, as a freelancer, it means that you, if you treat other people like human beings and if you work with people that, that you get along with and that also treat you like a human being, getting through these sorts of really scary life situations, you know, um, becomes less tough because you're not just, you're not a temp, you're not a seat warmer, you know, you're not um, interchangeable with, you know, someone else. Uh, I'm not saying that didn't happen. A couple of my customers had deadlines that they had to meet, and I understand that. You know, go go do what you got to do. But um, the ones that stick around in those sorts of situations, and this is true of friends and family and pets and everything else too, is the one that the the ones that stick around after these sorts of things. Those are the ones you want to keep because they're um, they'll they'll treat you right in the good times if they and they'll treat you right when it's tough too. So to find out who your real friends are, have a stroke. Well. Yeah, exactly. Have, well, I've seen that too. I've seen people write like sometimes, or I saw a tweet like, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Sometimes I feel like faking my own death just to see if, you know, see what'll happen if people actually like me. And it's just like, yeah, no, people do like you. You, you, you do, you do. I don't effect, know. You have an effect on people. You do. You really if, do. If, if you would, threaten I to would, take your own life, I, uh, we're done. I, yeah, that's a personality quirk. Sure. But it's, it's a, um, uh, it's not a threat so much as just kind of like just idle speculation. Pondering. Yeah, pondering. But it's if true. you're that concerned, if you're that concerned with whether or not people are good friends, then you what? probably... Just talk to them. Yeah, exactly. You're probably not that it good of friends a lot to begin easier. with. Just, yeah, yeah. There are, I'm, I'm not saying it's the right thing to think or the right thing <laughs> to do, obviously. But it's, it's, you know, there are much more direct ways... And and easier ways, comparatively speaking, to uh, to determine you know who who among your customers, your friends, and everything else like that are the ones you want to keep in your life. But you know that's that's kind of the 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 moral of the story is, is that you don't have to have a stroke to 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 make that evaluation. If you're a freelancer and you don't like the people that you're working with, then don't work with those people. It's okay. You are in charge of that. You can make that happen because that's why. Uh, as far as I could tell, that's why a lot of people get into freelancing in the first place is so they have more control over the people that they do work with. And, 
And it's, it saddens me when people feel trapped in client relationships that aren't working out. You, you wrap that up nicely. Nice little bow. Thank you. I'm going to rudely uh, interrupt this conversation to talk about a very nice Please sponsor. Do. Our first sponsor right. today is Hover.com. Uh, simplified domain management. You've probably registered a domain with a company that just wants to sell you services you're not interested in when all you want is a simple .com or maybe a CO or TV or a .net, which is really the one alternative to .com that's universally accepted these days. I'm willing to bet you've had that experience, Robert. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Searching for domains is definitely a... It's, um, it's hard to do sometimes, but uh, you know, if you if you if you get a good one, if you land a if you land a good one, you want to keep that, and and you want to um, you want to do it with someone that makes you feel like it's a safe bet, um, and Hover Absolutely. makes it easy. I'm gonna I'm like talking to you and reading an ad thing at the same time. So if it seems uh, non like non sequitur, that's um, oh, that's cool. So you just enter the domain name you want into their search box, and Hover will tell you if it's available. And if it's not, it will come up with some suggestions. Uh, you can also just type in a few keywords, and Hover will figure out some available domains using those terms for you. Uh, have you ever tried that? I have tried it with not not Hover's tool specifically. I'm sure it's it's wonderful. It's actually really smart. It's uh, like because you, other ones just insert random words it's yeah just, it's yeah not, that, and that not is that great not and helpful at all uh, no it's Hubbard's not actually so, so it'll like rea- it'll rearrange words it'll come up with ways to like you know split the if you have an om at the end it'll try to give you uh yeah. uh or like you know like make the the top level domain work with the name and it's nice. pretty clever nice it gives some I weird like ones but it gives you a whole page to look at um and they have real human beings available for support, and their number is right on the front page of their website. If you have any problems, just pick up the phone and call. They have a no-hold policy. Somebody just answers the phone. Seamless transfers from other providers, elegant DNS management, email hosting, and more. And if you use the code DANSENTME or visit Hover.com slash DANSENTME, you'll get 10% off of everything you buy from Hover.com. So... While you were in the hospital, I I totally am making a horrible segue again. While you were in the hospital, did you get a lot of email? Was that a bane? I did. Well, it was um, for the first couple of days. um, uh, It was it was because there were customers who just didn't know that I was sick and I didn't have a chance to um, to type something up and send it to everybody. I did after like my second day in the hospital. I was like, okay, I need to get. need to get my wife in here. Can you type something up for me? You know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was funny because, um, but just before the stroke, I was, um, I had a, um, a past customer coming back to me saying, um, Hey, we've got, you know, this project, we'd like you to work on it, you know? And, um, and I wrote back to him and said, gosh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit busy, but I will most certainly get back to you, you know, this week with, um, with more details. I'm sure I can fit this into my schedule. And, so, and of course, and I had a stroke and um, I got an email back from the guy that said, well, I guess your silence here is indicating that you don't want to work for us, you know, and I was like, no, I'm really sorry. And I and I dictated an email back to him and I said, no, I'm really, really sorry. I just I, I I'm in the hospital. I had a stroke. It's you know, I don't know really what's I don't have a whole lot of details about what's going on here, but, you know, 
you know, and, and he wrote back and he said, either that is the best excuse I have ever heard or you are just making up things to not work with us. And so it was like, <laughs> he was, and he wasn't mad. I mean, he was, he was, you know, but I wrote back and I said, no, I, I took a picture on the phone of where I was in the ICU. I was like, nope, here I am. This is me, you know, and he's like, wow. You know, so uh, he, I guess he found another resource for that project. At least I hope so. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, e- email was, uh, after I could, you know, type again, you know, and use a computer, email was, was fine. But, uh, but yeah, while I was in the hospital, I, I knew it was, it was frustrating because I had, um, I had my iPad, but I couldn't see what was on it. But if I launched the mail application, because I could see the blue icon, it's like, okay, mail. And I just see the list getting longer, but I don't know what it said. It was just like, it was, it was, I didn't know if there were advertisements or people, you know, demanding stuff. And it's like, this is really frustrating. I know there's a lot of mail here, but I can't tell what's going on. So. So while you were in the hospital, uh, it must have piled up the email. Did you learn any, uh, any tricks for dealing with the backlog? It was, it's kind of like triage in a way you, there were emails that I would put in like three different groups. One of them was, this has all, this, this email has expired. The information in here is no longer useful because they've gone and found somebody else to do this work. So I was like, I didn't have to worry about those. Um, the second bucket was, um, emails that actually, no, I actually could do something about by either, you know, trying to help connect them with another person or I could, um, you know, at least get back to them via phone or through an intermediary, um, to, to actually help them with their problem. And then the third one was, no, actually this legitimately can wait until I get better. You know, this is like, no, we understand, take, take a month, take two months, whatever, you know, and, and then get back to us when you're ready. So being able to kind of classify the messages like that was helpful, but, it's still, um, my, uh, my relationship with email is complicated, um, because the more email that I know that I have that is either that I've looked at, but I haven't replied to, or that is just kind of sitting in my inbox, just waiting for me, the more I have of that, the worse I feel because I feel like I'm just so far behind. Um, and so that was, that was a real challenge for me just psychologically, I guess, or personally, uh, to, to get through, um, managing my email like that, because I could see, I could see that list growing, but I, I couldn't do anything about it really. So yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. So do you, do you get like angry at email on days when you, you have that feeling, that bad feeling, do you, this, Mm -hmm. when you're, you look at your inbox and there's a new message, do you get mad at the person (laughs) who sent that? I do. Me this too. is terrible. And 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 by the way, if customers are listening, totally not you. But um, I'm going to stop making. That's the last time I'm making that joke. By the way. <laughs> the um, but yeah, it's like it as if they somehow can know. It's like this is the worst possible design, worst possible time to send Robert an email. Let's send Robert an email, you know. And they just do it anyway to like spite me. That's Tramp, what, that is you know, what it feels like. And rationally, truth. you know that's not true, but you get mad. Absolutely. I get mad. And it's just like, don't you know I have other priorities right now? You know, and but uh, I, I just, yeah, it's it's just a flash. But yeah, I do get mad at them. It's, and I, I used you, to just, you hit the nail on the head. I used to just, you know, I'd quit my email client. I'd go dark mm-hmm. for a while when I was in those yep. moods. 
But mm-hmm. now it, it gets to me because I have so many ways of checking my email. You know, yeah. like I'll shut it off, then my phone will beep, and I'll turn and your my phone, phone will beep, off, right. and then my iPad right. over on the stand will beep, and then my Mac Pro right. will like start backing up email messages and notify <laughs> me. And- yep. Yeah, it's um, I and I I've done that before too, where I've quit the mail application, but you know, you're right. Fifteen minutes later, the phone will show all of the emails that you are ignoring right now, and then it's just like, oh, okay, I'll start it again. You know, and when you finally just so get I it can right. mark them as red and then <laughs> quit it again. You know. When you finally get it right, you you inevitably find out that something important happened while you were dark, even right. if it's just for exactly. fifteen minutes. You always miss something, but you it's turn that, it back yeah. on and deal with nothing but garbage for the next three hours. Right, right, yeah. exactly. And it's it's that same it's that same theory that if you're waiting for somebody to drop by the house, like if you're waiting for a delivery or something like that, and it's like I have to really go to the bathroom, and so you think. I could probably go to the bathroom right now. I think it's safe. And you go to the bathroom and then it's like the two minutes that you're in there, the doorbell rings. And it's just like, I knew it. I knew it. It was, it was, it's, it happens just like that. Entirely related, but completely Mm -hmm. uh, irrelevant is Mm -hmm. uh, my bathroom. Actually, there's a Mm -hmm. window right next to where your head is when you're sitting on the toilet. So I can't because this does, well, yeah, but this does happen to me when deliveries show up. And the dogs mm-hmm. are barking at the door and I'm stuck in the bathroom. I can open the window and stick my head out and tell them I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's a, there's somebody. I think somebody just yelled at me. You know, the <laughs> delivery guy is out there. Where are you? I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> That's funny. I guess it's better than having like, you know, I'm sure that there are um, there's a real fancy neighborhood like 10 minutes from where I live. And they all have like the cameras, but they're the cameras that um that have the, it's kind of like a Norwellian thing almost. They have the cameras that they can talk to you through. Like you're <laughs> looking at a camera and you can hear them talking. And it's like, this is really creeping me out right now. It's but, called an intercom, um, Robert. Well, yeah, it's an intercom, but it's not like, it's not like the box, right? Because I'm comfortable talking to a box on a wall for whatever reason. But if I'm talking to a camera, it's just weird. So, I don't so know why. Because it's because you can't see them. It's because they can talk to you and see I, you and you can only respond. I think that's I think that's what it is. And it's um yeah, I don't really I don't really get it. It's I don't, kind of, I, it's, you, you you pointed out a fallacy in in one of the many irrational ways that I don't like things. Um but yeah, there's uh, there's another one for the list. No, it's I guess. kind of, it's kind of the, it's the panopticon concept. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with like the way they yeah. So they'd build prisons where they you never knew if someone was watching you. Mm-hmm. but they could see everyone from one central point and you couldn't see them. And right, it's, right. it's that it, it was designed to create uncomfortability that kept people in line. It's the eye of Sauron. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, moods, mm-hmm. email, email affecting moods. I think that's probably true across like all of our, our chaotic digital lives. When things yeah. pile up too high, we're still human. We right. still we still react. We get angry at technology. Right. When we really think, should be doing things like quitting our email client and and uh right. taking control of these things. I think it's funny because I still get as somebody who loves new things and new technologies and new sites and new services and stuff like that. When I see a an app or a site that is new and looks really cool. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to jump on board there. And then I, there, 
immediately now, the next question I ask myself is, oh, good, so you want another set of notifications. Sure, okay, let's do that, <laughs> you know. So you want, you want another way to, for people to send you notifications. Great, okay. I, um, and then I, opt out about of, I opt out of every possible notification type when I sign up for anything, whether it's mm-hmm. installing an app or signing up for a service or... Yep. Or ordering a product that wants to put me on a mailing list, I always say no. And then if I really like the product, mm-hmm. if I really find myself like if it's an iPhone app, if I really mm-hmm. find myself checking it often, I'll turn on badge notifications. At you know, usually at the most, but right. Um, but yeah, I, I that used to make me so tense. That and I used to set alarms for to dos. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and on those days when you're already frazzled. And yeah. your computer yells at you about something that you were you already know you have to do. It's on your mind, right? right. And then this beeper goes off, and that sends me into. Um, I, well, I don't get furious. I rarely get like visibly angry, but it makes my mind kind of go red. Right, that's the closest you get, and and I know exactly what you mean because, and I think that has to do with you know, work styles. And when you're really in the zone, when you're really, you know, um, deep into something that you're enjoying doing, you don't want anything to snap you out of that, including those notifications, even though they're important, you know, uh, you, you just want to keep going in that zone until you kind of naturally finish. It's kind of like sleeping, right? You would much rather wake up naturally, you know, whenever you're ready versus having an alarm wake you up. I actually have not heard an alarm clock in the morning for over two years. That's fantastic. I always wake up That's before eight. Sometimes okay. sometimes four, sometimes six, but always before eight. And I, I set an alarm every night. I say, Siri, mm-hmm. wake me up at 8 a.m. Because right. that's, that's when I need to get up because I have a right. relaxed schedule. Um, okay. But I never, I, she never wakes me up. She never wakes you up? Not, not because, that- because I get, not because she fails. It's because I, I outsmart her. Right. You get up before you get up before Siri does. Yeah. And if I tell myself I need to get up at four AM to drive to the airport for mm-hmm. a trip, I wake up at three thirty. Like my I just don't have a problem with oversleeping. I have um I have like an extreme form of that. Like if I have to wake up early to take someone to the airport or something like that, like let's say at four AM, I'll wake up at two and then I won't be able to get back to sleep. Because it's like, well, I have oh. to get, I have to go to the airport. Well, okay, I'll just, I'll just try and go back to sleep. I can't get back to sleep. Never when, when, if I wake up, if I become alert in the morning for a moment, mm-hmm. I don't even try to go back to sleep. I just get up, even at two. Yep, yep. I, I know what you mean. And I've, I've tried when I, when I do, when that happens, when I wake up, I just try so hard not to think about anything. Just keep your brain shut off. Just don't. Just don't think about anything. Just don't. Because otherwise, you know, it'll it'll spool up in there and suddenly it's like, okay, we're ready to go. We're ready to do stuff. You know? And it's so frustrating when when and when that happens when you don't want it to. Especially when you're trying to relax or on vacation or something. I don't even try to relax anymore either. Well if it okay. happens, it happens. But I can't right. conscious I can I can blank my mind. I can fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I've gotten good. Right. I used to think that was impossible for me, but I've been able to, I can turn it off. Right. But actually relaxing and not 
working on something, even if it's, you know, for my yeah. free time, just for fun, yeah. I have to, I have to, yeah. I can't, I cannot read a book on the beach. No. And, and I don't think, and that's true because now with all the phones we carry around and everything that has all of those notifications that follow us wherever we go, whatever device we're on, um, it's, you know, it's hard to completely disassociate, dissociate yourself from, you know, work or other people or however it is that you, you know, organize your life. All of those notifications don't care if you're on vacation. So there was a company I saw um, recently, there was a company that uh, like once per quarter, they take a week off where it's like a completely dark week. They say for, um, for their employees, they say, don't check work email. We're putting up a thing on our website that says, if you contact us during this time, nobody's going to get your email because we're in one of our dark weeks. I wish I could remember who they were, but, um, I thought that was a clever way of doing it, of kind of institutionalizing it, making it okay, you know, as a company to do that periodically, I think is, is a good thing. Yeah. I, um, agile bits, formerly Mm -hmm. agile web solutions, Mm -hmm. they do, they actually take their employees. I think it's once or twice a year. I think it's twice. They take them to like the Dominican Republic. Whoa. For a week. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's far away, too, because they're in drinks Toronto, week aren't they? Too. Well, they're distributed. They're all remote okay. workers, oh. and they all work their butts off, and then they reward mm. them by not only giving them a vacation, but providing one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty – it's a good deal. It's smart, too. It's smart. Yeah. Their, their employees are happy. That's good. Well, happy employees are important. And, you know, as freelancers, you know, maybe one day I'll get large enough to have company vacations. But for now, company vacations and personal vacations are the same thing. And oftentimes they mean that we we take a phone or a, a computer with us just in case something goes wrong. Yeah. To me, that's just life. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's not. And, it's, and, and I just don't hate doing it. the same. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's it's doing doing what you can do from where you are, doing the best you can with what you've got where you are. You know? And, you know, being able to say, no, I'm on vacation, but at least saying it instead of right. just being unresponsive. Just not answering. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it nags me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, this person doesn't know, you know, they I forgot to notify them, whatever. I'm going to take yeah. the time. You know, like some people are like, I'm strictly on vacation. I'm turning my computer right. off. But I have responsibilities. And if I don't take care of them, I right. will lose sleep. It'll. Right. And and I, I agree because I think it it nags me. It bothers me more than it bothers them in a way, because I know that if I just do that one thing, I'll be able to, you know, not worry about it for the rest of the trip or whatever, you know, Oh, I can just take the afternoon off. It'll be fine. If I could just do that one thing, but if I don't, it'll just, it'll, it'll nag at me. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. That feeling is the one that, that I think my, (laughs) In my in my professional experience, I think my entire career can be summed up in trying to avoid that feeling, either through just doing the work and getting it done, or well, yeah, just you know, doing the work, getting it done, and not having that feeling. I think that's that's my that's my professional motivation. That's sad. Wow, to say that out loud, I am a sad, sad person. It's a personality Boy. type. I mean, some people yeah. wallow in that feeling. Some people don't feel like they're working unless they have that feeling all the time. Right. And to to make an effort to stay above it seems like a a good uh, personality trait to me. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, yeah. What they say is is as long as you're aware of it. I guess that's that's what's the important part. <laughs> Admitting you have okay. Admitting um, I have a problem. <laughs> step one. 
So yes, have you ever used Squarespace? Squarespace, I have referred customers to Squarespace, and they are very, very happy. Um, oftentimes, when customers have a um, a website that they just want to put up for a product, something really easy, something really simple, and they want to maintain it themselves, and they don't want to go to the trouble of setting up a server and buying hosting and installing WordPress and doing all that stuff, Squarespace is the way to go. It's actually a really, it's a great solution uh, for anyone who's not completely invested in maintaining a website and building a mm-hmm. website. It makes exactly. it like super easy to just build a, a beautiful online presence that's responsive these days, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is a sponsor spot. It is, now. Um, it is now. I'm getting paid to say this, but I actually, this is all true. Um, because uh, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website and... Because you're a systematic listener, you can get a free trial and 10% off uh, by using the code FIREWORKS. And I'm going to, I'll go through the rest of this copy. Feel free to interrupt me if anything strikes your fancy. Sure. You bet. Uh, Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so that you can make your own space online like you can really customize these um they're Mm -hmm. not just cookie cutter sites they give you the tools to build something and take jobs away from people like robert um (laughs) no it's it's okay it's you know and and that's the thing with customers too is they they look at a solution like squarespace and they're surprised at how customizable it is and and they don't really realize it until they try which is why the the free trial is probably the best option for them so they can see exactly what they can do that they they can't get that taste from like the samples and the the demos that they have on their website well and for customers that aren't you you to to hire a web designer and maintain mm-hmm. a, a, your own personal website on your own server or you know a rented server um it, you have to be invested to a certain level and if you're not if if you can be just fine with something like squarespace it's it's actually a relief to the web designer mm-hmm. uh, I agree. to try to take the place of a service that's as uh, as user friendly and all in one. And speaking of all in one, they mm. take care of hosting, SEO, and even make sure your site automatically looks great on any device. Like I said, they're responsive designs now, and it's incredibly so- easy to use. But if you want help, Squarespace has an amazing support team that works twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And after the free trial, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. As I mentioned earlier, it is a bargain. Um, As I mentioned earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, no credit card required. And if you purchase, get 10% off and support Systematic by using the offer code FIREWORKS. Uh, So check out Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. Okay. Top three. Do you have have your top three picks? I do have my top three picks. Um, are they all booze? Because I got the I feeling am, they were all yes, booze. Yes, they are. Uh, because, <laughs> because I am blessed to live in San Diego County, California, I'm going to uh, – my top three things are top three uh, local San Diego beers here. Are they we beers are, that anyone can get anywhere else? Yes, they okay. are for otherwise, the most part. As otherwise, far as I know, going to make you go back to scratch. No, no. You can – they are made here, but they're sold nationwide. There's just um, no point in telling thousands of people about something awesome that no. they can never have. 
my neighbor Jim, he brews his own beer. You're not going to be able to get any, but yeah. All right. Well, no. give me your first one. We'll go the back first one is probably going to be the most popular one and the most widely available, and that is Oaked Arrogant Bastard from Stone Brewery. Stone Brewery is in Escondido. They have, if you're in Escondido, by the way, there is a beautiful, they have a beautiful brewery and um, restaurant there where they serve all kinds of great food. They just opened their own little farm, which is amazing where they grow their own vegetables. I haven't been out there uh, since the they've opened the farm to the public, but it's just, it seems like they are going gangbusters. And the uh, Oak Arrogant Bastard is super good if you like. And by the way, all three of these beers are are pretty um, dark hoppy beers. That tends to be my preference as far as beer goes. I'm not, I'm not a lager person so much. Um, but um, Oak Arrogant Bastard is a... Um, what they call an American strong ale, and it's been um, oaked. It's been put in an oak barrel, um, and which uh, mellows the bitterness and gives it kind of a smoky flavor. It's fantastic with barbecue, with you know anything that you put on the grill. It's really really good. So I definitely recommend Oaked Arrogant Bastard. I have. If had... you're going to have to bleep that, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, bastard! 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 No. Um, All right. I don't have to bleep anything. It's it's a personal oh, cool. choice to not you know drop f bombs everywhere. It's, but it's the I don't, name of the problem. Not that I mean. not that I hold anything against people who do. I actually enjoy listening to sailor talk. Um, yeah. I just uh, anyway. I won't go into my personal motivations. Uh, that right. sounds awesome. I've had arrogant bastard. I've never had it oaked. It's very good. It's a little spendy, um, but it's it's worth it just to try it at least once. It's really really good. I'm not. Uh, I'm not unfamiliar with spendy alcohol okay um, so the second one no the second no oh. no i do my first one you got to get this oh, right sorry 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 i'm sorry it's back I'm sorry. and forth it's round robin got it got it i'm sorry i, I just snapped because i've had too many emails today <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> um um my first pick you're actually gonna like uh if you haven't heard of it it's it's the responsive web design bookmarklet uh, from Victor Kulan. Have you seen this? I have not. You can find it at responsive.victorkulon, C-O-U-L-O-N dot F-R. Um, and what it does is you run it, and it refreshes your screen and gives you a little bar across the top that has icons for tablet, uh, tablet landscape, phone, phone landscape, and full-size crazy and I'm looking clicking at right one now. yeah clicking one will resize the website and show you exactly how it's going to look in a mobile browser note that it does not change your user agent there are certain things that mm-hmm. that you can do that won't show up because of this bookmarklet but it's a really fast way to quickly instead of like resizing your i should i should preface this by saying only web designers will care about this <laughs> probably but if you are a web designer and you have not seen the RWD bookmarklet, I would definitely check that out. It is uh, nice. it's the best one I've seen. There are a lot that can do it. The uh, my other favorite is Responsinator. Have you seen that? I'm doing two at once. I'm sorry. No. no, it's fine. You can. It's, it's your show. You can do what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I do regularly. Um, Responsinator.com. It gives you like every. Like major device, all the Android, all the Kindles, all the iOS uh, iDevices, and regular 
like full size desktop and it gives them to you all at once and you just scroll down the screen and you can see how things format on all these different sizes. How can I call myself a professional when I have seen neither of these tools? I am humbled. This, these are amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, number two. Okay, number two. Um, from another uh, local brewery, this is uh, Lost Abbey. Uh, Lost Abbey Brewing is in San Marcos. They are, um, it's the same brewery as a Port Brewing. So if you um, enjoy um, Port Brewing's um, Old Viscosity, Shark Attack Red, all that stuff comes from the same place. This is, um, they have a beer called Carnivale. Uh, C-A-R-N-E-V-A-L-E. And uh, it's a little bit lighter than the uh, Oak Derrigan Bastard, but it is really, really good. Michelle and I have found out that it's really, really good with Asian food. So if you are fixing yourself some some spicy noodles or some teriyaki chicken or something like that, it is really good. So definitely check that out. Do you do like beer tastings when you cook meals to figure out what's best, or is this a happy accident? Happy accident. Usually it's kind of, um, we, we like trying new beers. And so when we happen to on, when we stumble on a pair that works well, we just remember that, Hey, that worked really well with that last time. So, um, yeah, happy accident. Do you take a note? I bet there's an app for that. There, I think there is. I, I know there beer are 43 Advocate. apps for that. Yeah. Beer Advocate, I know, has their own app and you can keep a tally of like the stuff that you drink and what you like and what you don't like because they do a whole rating system and everything like that. They they do a lot more just in the same way that, you know, wine tasting and stuff like that. The language and, and the, the ceremony of wine tasting is a little bit beyond me. Um, this, the, the ceremony and the and the um, the the vocabulary around beer tasting, I think, is a bit beyond me. We just know what we like, I guess. We don't really know what the nose is or what its finish is like. Or Have you ever seen a coffee tasting? No. Like, uh, like coffee buyers? No, I haven't. I think it's actually more annoying to watch than a wine tasting. <laughs> they, are, they are not the most pleasant things to watch. Wow. Plus, so they have they opposite really- effects as the night goes on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. They get more <laughs> agitated and more angry about what they're what they're drinking. Arguments uh, break out. Wow! Yeah, that can so you want to catch someone too, on a first but... tasting rather than the last tasting? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. crazy. All right, beer and beer, and mm-hmm. I have no beer in my in my lineup. But okay, my second pick is going to be Slice Reader, which is an awesome little app on the Mac App Store for two ninety nine that you can uh, send it a web page or send it a markdown file or text file, or you can paste text or markdown straight into a, a pop-up window. And it, it cuts it up and gives it back to you one paragraph at a time in a beautifully designed display, and you can make it full screen, and you can read uh, articles and documents one paragraph at a time. Now, this sounds a little bit uh, quirky, but... Mm-hmm. I was able, the day this came out, well, actually the beta, it was sent to me early. Um, not even a beta. It was just, a, it was an idea at the time. And I immediately was able to read two long form articles that were longer than anything I'd been able to read for months, just because my attention drifts mm-hmm. so quickly. And this actually, because it just spoon feeds you the article. Yeah. It actually, it works for someone like me anyway. With with my 
ways of reading that are uh, less than ideal. It works beautifully. Works. That I sounds would like imagine... somebody could. Go ahead. That sounds like somebody could hack that together into a little presentation tool too. If you break your presentation into chunks like that. Well, actually, it... I have tools that I've built that turn Markdown, mm-hmm. uh, and you you just put use headers, and I have a right. few special syntaxes. And you can make your whole slide presentation on one page, and then you feed it to my script, and it turns it. I've been using uh, uh, what is it? Reveal. Mm -hmm. I think it's. I've been through so many. I forget which one I settled on, but uh, Reveal JS. I'm pretty sure it's so gorgeous, and I I can convert Markdown straight into Reveal. It's awesome. Anyway, Slice Reader though, Slice Reader Mm -hmm. came to me as an idea, not to me. The, the the app came to me uh, when it was still an idea in the mind of uh, Mudahir. I, I'm afraid I don't know how to say his name, but we've become friends. Um, but he uh, hadn't decided. He works for um, uh, Jesse Grossgene over at mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hog Bay. And he hadn't decided yet to make it commercial. And I told him he had to because I loved it so much. And I don't know how it's doing in the App Store now, but he, in two weeks, turned it into a polished, finished application and put it up. And it was it was an impressive development story. He, he knows what he's doing. Looks great. Nice. Works awesome. And he added cool. a bookmarklet that will run readability and markdownify a page and then feed it back to you. Wow. You can, you can, uh, you can make a bookmarklet and just click whatever page you're stumbling over and see it in that format. I like that. So, anyway, I think you're on number three now. I think I am. My last one, my last beer is, um, it's by Alesmith. Alesmith is in um, San Diego on Miramar Road. For all you San Diegans out there. Um, and they have a, a, they have a beer called Yule Smith. They release two versions of it a year. There's a summer Yule Smith and there's a winter Yule Smith. Uh, and the winter Yule Smith is the one that I'm, I'm, excited about it changes slightly every year but it's usually kind of a uh, hoppy red ale it's very very good it got 100 points from beer advocate last year it's very very tasty they start making it um at the end of october so they don't have it it's not obviously you're not going to be able to race out to the store right now and get it but make a note for um uh, october november december uh to check out um winter yule smith from ale smith it's really really good are you going to send me links for all three of these? I am, yes. That would be awesome. I could do that. Um, yeah, so I picked my uh, my top three picks this week kind of based on my guest. Mm-hmm. And you apparently picked yours based on the host. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We have It's complimentary in a way, I think. You should have picked one that was scotch, and then we would have been golden. Oh, I, can, you want, I could do scotch. We have... Oh, no. Uh, no, that's a whole other show. Oh, okay, all right. I'll have to come I, back I can home. tell you what scotches go best with what dinners. Oh, okay. But I won't. That's good. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll have to you'll have to save that for later. But all I'm all I'm going to say is, uh, what's the for for Valentine's Day every year? Uh, Michelle and I get each other <laughs> scotch, and so uh, we have a um, a bottle of um, Glen Roth's yeah. 1988. Wow, I think in the cupboard. Uh, that we still haven't, we, we're, we, we can't, it'll knock you on your can, first of all, but you, you can't, uh, 
that's that's definitely the the special scotch in the house uh, that we uh, that we have. So, so yeah. you've had it for twenty five years. How long was it uh, distilled for? <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, I think it's 22. I'd have to look Ooh. at the bottle, but my cord doesn't go that long into the kitchen. See, but, I find, uh, I find there's a, a threshold after like 16, 17, mm-hmm. where you're paying a lot for not that much improvement. Like a 21 year scotch, you will pay yeah. a ton for, and it feels like drinking regret because <laughs> you know how much you spent on every sip. Yeah. And you can't, you can't, you, I can't, and I, I, you know, I consider myself pretty good at scotch, mm-hmm. but I can't tell the difference normally between like a seventeen and a twenty-one. The but, the Glen no, Roths, I should say eighteen. I, I can, say, yeah. The the Glen Roths I can say because we were when we uh, Michelle and I were in San Francisco and we went to and I can't remember where we went, but we went to a place and there was a super nice bartender that gave us a tiny, tiny little taste of the nineteen eighty-five Glen Roths. Um, and it was probably the best scotch I've ever tasted. And it's not to say that I've tasted a lot or I have, I am extremely, you know, experienced when it comes to scotch, but it was just super good. Really, really good. Not peaty, very mellow, just enjoyable, just the way it is with a little bit of ice. It's so good. My mouth is watering. We should move on. Mm -hmm. We should. I'm sorry. I'm going to have trouble talking through this drill um, so my third pick is uh it's not brand new by any means but it's something that i use a ton and it's called color schemer studio mm-hmm. have you ever seen this uh there's I have not i don't know exactly what the correlation is but there's a strong correlation with the website color lovers oh, okay. i think it might be uh, like the same author but mm-hmm. um over the years i have i've kind of gotten to know the guy who makes it and he's a very creative very intelligent person and it shows in the app which the recent it it updated i think it was last year um it it updated and it's got all the tools you would want uh like basic color wheel stuff and then you can set up all your uh your primary tertiary tertiary complementary patterns and then it's got things like the live schemer which lets you set like multiple uh, base hues and then rotate the whole thing at once. Oh, that's cool. And and you can build a palette as you go, just pulling colors out into a strip. And then it's got a mixer where you can put uh, two different colors together and then see a range of, what is it, 52 by default, and you can increase or decrease that. 52 steps as they blend together. That's it's so got cool. your hue saturation, brightness sliders, RGB. Um, you can have uh, quick preview gives you. You can pick two column, two column right block. It has all these different layouts, as well as like stripe combos, and you can apply wow. your current color scheme and see how it's going to look. You know when the text is this color and the background's this color and your header's this color. Very cool. And That's pretty sweet. There's one other. The photo schemer feature is awesome you just drop in a photo and much like cooler which is also Mm -hmm. awesome now have you used the cooler iphone app i have not used the iphone app i've used the 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 site um for some time well the iphone it's very nice the iphone app and and i should mention there is a color schemer studio iphone app and it is awesome but my the thing that i love about the cooler iphone app is that you don't have to take a picture to pull a palette out 
it has live palette generation as you move your phone's camera around. Oh wow! It, it like instantly generates a palette as it moves. It's awesome. That's I love so color crazy. palettes because I can't I, will... I can't design one from scratch. My brain always ends up with the same three or four colors. Right. But I know a good one when I see it, and that's why these tools are awesome for me. I'll tell you a fun fact then that you'll probably like. You're familiar with Dribble, I'm sure, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the you can for each of those dribble shots, you know, it has a little color palette associated with it. Yeah. You can click on the text to the left of that color palette and it downloads an Adobe compatible color palette file that you can then open in Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And color lovers. Color lovers, if you've never seen that mm-hmm. website, is nothing but those color palettes. And you can download them in about nice. fifteen different formats or you can grab a zip file of all the formats. And it's nice. it's got like a whole social aspect. You can love things and see what's most popular, and um, and that also integrates directly into Color Schemer. There's a browser built into it for color lovers, and you can import palettes directly from it into Color Schemer. Um, wow! Yeah, That's it's a lot of color management. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to mention about this, but maybe I've gone on long enough. Maybe. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, yeah. Okay. I'll do, I'll do one more sponsor and then we will, we will work on wrapping this up. Cool. Okay. So hostgator.com is a premier web hosting and domain name provider. If you're looking to start a website, hostgator can, all these ads are like website that they must've known. They must've known you. They must've. Anyway. They must've. Uh, if you are looking to start a website, HostGator can help you get started with monthly hosting plans, one-click installs, and features that make getting your site up and running easy. If you're a business or simply a more advanced user, HostGator can take care of you with reseller plans, VPS, and dedicated servers. HostGator guarantees 99.9% uptime regardless of your size or needs. If you're a WordPress user, you're going to love their one-click installs and optimized hosting platform. When you host with HostGator, you get unlimited disk space and bandwidth. They have free, easy-to-use site builder tools, but if you find yourself in need of help, they have 24-7 support to ensure everything is running smoothly. So swing by HostGator.com, and uh, when you decide to purchase, be sure to use the coupon DANSENTME5 and get 30% off of everything you buy. So if you go to... If you go to at Robert Palmer on Twitter, you'll find Robert Palmer, this one. If you go to at Robert Palmer on app.net, you'll find the correct one again. If you go to robertpalmer.com, you'll be greeted with a large picture of a man who is addicted to love and uh, died in 2003. And yep. where, but uh, so you, you have honest code. Do you have a personal site too? Honestcode.com, but also rp-network.com. RP That's my, if you can't get enough, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and there's plenty, plenty of links to all of the other various and sundry social networks um, uh, there, too. You're going to have to face it, Robert. I am. I'm facing it right now. You're that I am, in fact. I'm addicted to Brett Terpstra, is what I'm addicted to. You might as well face it. I might um, as well face it. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. Is there any any other you have pegged? I'll link pegged. Any other projects that you want to mm-hmm. highlight? Um. Gosh. Um. You don't have to have any. It wasn't. I didn't mean to. Put I don't. On you. I don't think I do. But uh, but if I do, I'll be sure to send them to you after the show All with right. a little you with a little apology in- explaining why I didn't remember <laughs> them. You on can air. stick as much in the show notes as you want. Um, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I am TT Scoff everywhere, and I am everywhere because I I sign up for just about everything. Um, and I am at brettterpster.com, which is not nearly as impressive a site as Honest Code. I love that website. The oh, design. Thank you. It's not like I go there every day to see what's up, but it's, very, it's there's very not nice. really much to do there. Honestly, it's not terribly exciting. Honest, honestly, honest. Um, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Robert. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was good talking with you. Yeah, it's been a long time since we chatted. Have we yeah, ever absolutely. like have we ever voice chatted before? Did we? I met you. Yeah, we were at uh, MacWorld one year. We at MacWorld. Yeah, in two thousand nine. I want to say. But, I remember. Yeah, I, I was still we... smoking then, and I remember that you told me yes. that you you didn't admire smoking, but you admired that I rolled my own cigarettes. Yes. Or you like? Oh, that's I right. I you did roll your own cigarettes. Yeah. Well, but I was. It's it's a skill. I think it's a skill that a lot of people uh, who have committed themselves to smoking um, haven't, you know, reached that level of of commitment to the quality of their own cigarettes. You know, I think it's admirable. I'm but I think it's quality. also admirable that you're no longer smoking, and probably yes. better for you. Absolutely, absolutely. It smells better anyway. Oh, that's better. good. I feel I feel more confident walking up to people and shaking hands because I don't smell like, you know, the way people smell when they go out for a cigarette and then walk up to you and shake your hand. Anyway, right, exactly. Anyway, thanks again. We'll call right, it my a, pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll call it a wrap right there. You're very welcome, and I will hopefully talk to you again soon.